Welcome to Shekinah International Podcast. Our ministry reflects the five-fold ministry model Apostle Paul mentions in Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. Our podcast features leaders from multiple churches who are passionate about equipping Christians just like you to walk in purity and power, fulfilling your God-given purpose. God wants to do great exploits through you, so enjoy today's podcast. My message is about 2023, and you know, that's just around the corner, and and what was interesting is how did I, of course, we know January 1st is 2023, the new year, but we operate, you know, we really look at the Hebrew calendar, but then we have the Gregorian calendar in the United States. Um, but there were some things he took me through that I f- was so shocked about, about 2023, and what it means, that number. And the Greek... And when I went to the Strong's Greek Concordance, the number 2023 is, is it epica o regio, which is to supply. That's what that, that's what that number is in the, in the, in the Strong's Concordance. I'm thinking that is not an accident. And man, I don't know if you touched on this when you shared your lesson, but there was something about the numbers, but when I read the 2023 and the supply, I thought, yeah, it's not an accident. What's been in the news about the supply chain? You know, the stuff that's, that's been happening about the supply. People are worried. I'm not getting my stuff. Okay, my coffee and my toilet paper and my, what else, my peanut butter and my cereal. Those are priorities some days. And, so, and let's just face it. I can do without that. But my coffee would make it really challenging. I know some of us that are coffee connoisseurs. But I've cut back. I'm not drinking flavored coffee, so I'm on my regular coffee. So, but those little things. So I stocked up my coffee. So I do have some extra coffee at home. That's how I had that extra coffee there. Um, but, but God provides. And that's what I just want to share because that supply, he's given us a supply. We actually have the best supply in the world. It's like... We're connected, like you know, you're like you're driving your car and you're hooking up at a gas station. Okay, I'm about gas, so that's okay. And sometimes I have the other kind, but I won't go there. <laughs> but the kind, <laughs> I'm living living with my family. I've learned about. I'm so sorry. I'm just like this wasn't in my notes either. But keeping, but you're hooking up to the fuel tank. You know, you're running low on gas, so you got to put that. You got to put that gasoline thing into your vehicle to get gassed up, and um, I just want to encourage you: don't watch the news. What the news is saying, you know. Back in the day, some of us remember about the gas rationing in the early '70s. I remember that. I wasn't driving at that time. I was a little on the young side. I think I was probably 10, but that was when there was and there were long lines for gas. So just just be encouraged, though, you know. Don't look at the natural. Look at look through the supernatural because God's going to provide. So I say all that to say, what is that? My God will supply every need. I can't see. I can't even read my words here. Of of yours and geez, you guys of you of riches of yours according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Philippians four sixteen. So my God will supply every need. So whose God is it? He's my God. Is he your God too? 
And what does it say? But again, my God, who's God? He's your God. He's my God. He's everybody's God. But do we believe that he will supply all our needs? And there's been times, though, like I said, that <coughs> so epigoregio, to supply, to furnish, to present. In 2023, God will supply, God will furnish, and God will present to us all we need. That's one of the things he spoke to me about. Um, how we've been given, what we've been given in 2022 as a corporate body at Shekinah, but also as individuals. God has blessed us with this new building where many said we couldn't get it for cash at the price we got it at. But God, hey, come on, somebody. Hey, where's Jamar at? I love that guy. We miss Jamar. Anyway, um, he is. Um, but just know that God provided for that where a lot of places, and, you know, Stephanie had talked to people that were connected with Patricia um, King. A lot of places weren't buying buildings because of the economy, but we saved up. And we got the building, and we actually got it for less than the offer that we put on it. Um, but I want to say God is up to something, and he provided. And with the support of the demo team, you guys rock. God is doing renovations in the building. And I also see this, and this is what I talked about earlier, as a prophetic sign with the renovation happening at the new building. That is a prophetic sign. And renovation to restore to a former better state, as by cleaning, repairing, or rebuilding. And immediately I thought of Nehemiah and the wall, and I don't have the scripture up here, but you know, basically the Nehemiah went against some of the governmental leaders, and I, I really related to this um, as I was reading it. They basically were trying to intimidate to get him and the people around him not to rebuild that wall. And they did. They did, and ultimately it was completed in chapter 6, verse 15, in 52 days. And the word renovation means to restore to a former better state. During 2023, God is not only going to renovate our new building for Chikina, but in turn, he will also be doing a renovation in our hearts to prepare us for this move. And I have to agree, Stephanie, there was something different about you when I saw you come in. And, and it wasn't just the glasses. You got a new pair but there was just something, there was something different. I'm like, something's different, Lord. And it was just, I don't know what it was. I figured, I knew some, some glory came down. I, I know that. The fact that you slept in the, the same room and where Kem Clement had been too. And I think there is something to that prophetically. And it's, it is biblical um, that there's something about that, the anointing that's in that room. But I want to be encouraged that he will also be doing a renovation in our hearts to prepare us for this move. And he will supply all that you need for that. And, and I guess I just want to encourage you. I'm pretty open about the renovation that he's doing in me. And I know not other people may not be, but be encouraged. It, it's iron sharpens iron. Um, it's so important. You're not alone. And um, I'm not going to say I know what I'm doing all the time. Working in government. I have to say there's <clears throat> some situations now that there's a, let's just put it in Ahab and Jezebel, trying to control some things, and I'm pretty much, I have no problem with speaking up, but I need to do it with grace and dignity and not just kind of just say what I think and not, it, and it not doesn't sometimes, when I, when it's by flesh talking, 
because it's got to be loving. So just be encouraged. God will renovate and restore to a better state each of us. I think that's important as we look at that. Look at, you know, the building we bought for the church is 1877, and it's a historical building, and there's more research that um, when, I get to, when I get to a place to do that, I want to, and I know Stephanie and I have talked about this, looking at more in depth about what it is about that building and the location because there's something to that. And Lyra, you were right on about the send out. You know, he's getting us ready because we're being sent out and we're in different parts of the city now. Like, I moved and there was a reason why God moved me over I'm at. I'm on a different side of the, the wall, different, different side. I'm on the east side now, on the east side of apartment. <laughs> Um, anyway, um, but just know that there's reasons why he's moving people and positioning people to get us ready for this shift when we move to the new building. So I want to take us to 2 Corinthians 9.10. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You know, the Apostle Paul recognizes God as the great supplier here. Whatever we have to give was first given to us by God. And Paul's prayers for a blessing to those who give. We are called to give for whatever we give will be returned to us in blessing, us in a blessing enlarging the harvest of our righteousness. Our harvest will increase as we give. And it's not about, <coughs> it's not, um, how do I want to say this? Um, Some of us back in the day, okay, I'm just going to talk to myself. Some of us went through the motions, I'm giving, I'm doing this, I'm that, and where's my harvest at? You know, it's like, but that's not the point of giving. It's not about getting something in return. It's you are going to expand, and, and, I, and I guess it's taken me all these years to really truly understand about the giving part. <clears throat> part of it was I wasn't raised in a place where I had a good example, and it wasn't that my family didn't give, it's just um, the heart wasn't there about the giving. There was just different teaching, and it was very um, fire and brimstone. If you don't do this, you know, you're condemned. And it's like, no, that's not what God wants for us. And I know some of that had to do with abuse by the religious leaders. That did happen, and I know some of us have experienced that personally. Um, but that's not God's best for us. You know, he doesn't want us to hoard. I mean, he wants us to give because we can't take it when, we, when, we're, when we're gone. I mean, and it's, it's, an, it's important that um, whatever it is we have to give, just give, not because you feel like you have to, but from your heart. Like what the word says about that the right doesn't know what the left's doing. Ah, thank you, Matt. That was so good. Thank you for doing that. Um, but again, he talks about supplies and the seed to the sower and bread. The food will also supply and increase your store of seed. So we've been given things from God, and then in turn, that's expanded, and then we can give out. But then we're going to get something in return, and it may be something that we don't even realize. <clears throat> so the, what I, the second point I want to talk about, because there were two things, you know, it wasn't just about um, getting supply and um, 
But also, we're being sub to be sub the epicurigio also means to be supplied, to be ministered to, and to be assisted. In 2023, we will be supplied, we will be ministered to, and we will be assisted with all we need. So think about that. So it's it's like we're going to be given, but what we have is going to be what we need, and it, and it may be not what we expect, yeah, or we want. I just yeah. Our wants and needs, okay, doing a budget, I'm talking about myself, because I had myself set up on a budget when I met with a retirement office six months ago, and I had some unexpected expenses, so yeah, my budget didn't um, work out, so I've had to recalculate and relook at some things, but, but that's okay, that's what we have to do, because the cost of gas has gone up, the cost of food, bless you, Lyra, and ev everything has gone up. And, of course, the supply chain. You go to the store and shelves are half empty. And Okay, toilet paper rolls seem like they're smaller than what they used to be, and they cost more. Okay, I have this thing about toilet paper because I like good toilet paper. And I have to say I had to repent of something I did when I was at Michigan State. My roommates and I did not have enough toilet paper, and I would find ways to pick locks to open toilet paper dispensers so I could get toilet paper. Yes, I did. So I am, so please forgive me at the union, the women's study lounge. So you guys are hearing something. My, the Lord, I am, please forgive me. I'm, you know, like, like Rock returned all those, bought all those candy bars that he took when he was a kid and he paid for all of them. So honestly, hadn't even been thinking about this, but I'm going to shout it out there. So, and we were very poor, starving college students and we didn't have a lot. And the toilet paper was not good. And this toilet, I just, oh my gosh, I can't believe, I'm so embarrassed. So you guys, Carrington, so don't get any ideas here. <laughs> but that, was, that wasn't good. I could have gotten toilet paper, we could have, but my roommates didn't think it was a priority. I thought it was a priority, so. And who realized about picking locks? Never would have thought I'd done that. And then I met somebody that had a lock pick set that, um, who shall remain nameless? Anyway, <laughs> um, but again, I thought what really struck me about this, about we'll be supplied, we will be ministered to. It's like, and Stephanie, I thought about your trip and what you did and how you ministered to the, to the older woman from, from the South, what, what, a, what that means, and I think prophetically too, being from up North and you're from down South, there, there's something to that. Um, and I know I've talked about that with you just because of where my family's from down there and women, how sometimes they're not treated well at all. Um, uh, they're just kind of put on a pedestal and put over there and it's, you know, that's, that's all you do. You don't have a job. Okay, this is how I, that's what I saw when I would go down there. But that wasn't the case necessarily in my family, but sometimes that would be what I would see. But, but again, I'm taking this back to we will be supplied, we will be ministered to, and we will, ass we will be assisted with all we need. The building renovations will be finished and the walls will go up, be completed. Our building is getting renovated, and God is so happy with that. Um, just be encouraged. In order to receive what he has for us, we need to be in a position, though, to hear and receive rightly. We need to have our heart prepared in order to receive what he has for us. Um, if we're going to be receiving that supply, we need to be in a position to receive it. So just be encouraged. Um, 
them in Galatians 3, 5, and 6. So again, I ask, does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law or by your believing what you heard? So also Abraham believed God, and it was credit to him as righteousness. Um, you know, it, it was interesting because remembering about Abraham, um, about, you know, he was the God of many, or not the God, the father of many nations. And um, remember he left initially and didn't know where he was going. And I've, I can relate to that, and I kind of like get in the building thinking, what are we doing, Lord? I know you're doing something because I know we're supposed to do this. But it's like, what are we doing? But remembering, Abraham used to be Abram, and his name got changed. And he went through a process. Um, and the Lord's covenant with Abram. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, you have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. So remember how that happened. Basically, him and Sarai took matters into their own hands and didn't listen and wait on the Lord, So, which is a whole other sermon about that. But know that we need to leave it in the Lord's hands and take our hands off of it. Um, so just remember, then the word of the Lord came, and this is in verses four through six, the Lord came to him, this man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, look up at the sky and count the stars. If indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Abram believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. So the Lord showed Abram that when he put his trust in God, specifically in God's promise to give him children, that would eventually bring forth the Messiah. And God credits this belief to Abraham's account as righteousness. This for Abraham was not merely because of he believed that God multiplied his seed, but because he embraced the grace of God, trusting in his promise. You know, just remember that. And it's key to trust in that promise. And again, sometimes we take matters in our own hands. And I've, I, I have to say I've done that, um, especially when I see people I care about that are close to me hurt by people. I want to retaliate. I want to respond. And I'm just like, so that's the stuff that he's been working through my heart. And um, so, just being, so just be encouraged that um, there's a process like God took Abraham through, he's going to take one you through a, a process too. It may not be the same, but we all have to go through a process in order to get to the destiny he has for us. And I think that's, I mean, I, I, each destiny is different. I mean, and we're all called in different ways. You know, the, yeah, we all are. We're all called in different ways. Um, so just, you know, just be encouraged So this, um, I want to continue on, and I'm, my message isn't long today, but um, this verse about 2 Peter 1, 1 5 through 7, the Amplified, um, this, really is, this really struck me, and I got the Amplified because it really digs down into a process that God wants us to go through. 
So for this very reason, applying your diligence to the defined promises, make every effort in exercising your faith to develop moral excellence and in moral excellence, knowledge, insight, and understanding, and in your knowledge, self-control, and in your self-control, steadfastness, and in your steadfastness, godliness, and in your godliness, brotherly affection, and in your brotherly affection, develop Christian love. That is, learn to unselfishly seek the best for others and to do things for their benefit. So this, so think about this. For this very reason, applying your diligence, that means you need to do something, not just sit around. You need to apply what you learn. Okay, applying for something. Think about applying to college or applying here and there. You can apply, but nothing happens. But when you apply what you learn, there's a process that God takes you through. Thinking of, okay, martial arts training. Go through all these lessons. Go through all these classes, hours, hours of classes, hours of training. But you can just go through the motions and get your black belt. But are you going to be effective? And can you use it? And the training I went through is, no, if you don't apply it, you're not getting your black belt. At least that was the, cl that was the people I trained under. Applying for something that is mean putting your effort into it. Just like it says, make every effort um, an exercising. Okay, who loves to exercise? I'm not putting my, okay, I'm trying. I'm, the arm is kind of, it's kind of moving. But you have to exercise those muscles. You do, you have to. And, you know, like lifting the weights, you know, you got to move that muscle. You know, just like that, that song, bum, 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 got to move it. All right, got to move it, move it. Anyway, so exercising your faith to develop moral excellence. What does that mean? When you develop something, that means you, you learn it. You have to develop it. Um, insight and understanding. And in your knowledge and self-control, you know, what was interesting about this word self-control, and I studied it, what, and this was interesting, what, in, in the Greek, what that self-control meant. Um, let, me, let me look at this because I was um, interesting. So of the, world self, of the word self-control, the Greek scholar, I don't know who this is, Kenneth W-E-E-S-T says, the Greeks use this word self-control to describe someone who was not ruled by the desire for sex. I thought, oh, I thought that was interesting, too, you know, thinking about all of, yeah. So um, steadfastness and godliness and in godliness, brotherly affection. But the last part, to be unselfishly seek the best for others and to do things for their benefit. Um, that's ultimately all these things are working together. Again, he can supply things for us, but what are we doing with what he gives us? What are we doing with the knowledge? Are we building it up? Or are we letting it sit in the storehouse, stored up, waiting for the great famine to come? And, you know, I mean, God will provide. I mean, he can provide for the next person over there. But, I mean, we're a family. You share things like, like on, and, you know, you give like the, in the old house churches, they would just give all of their money and their food in the, in the Acts church. They would give. Um, so, and I, I think it's important in the barter system, too. And these, this isn't in my notes, but, you know, there may come a time when we need to depend on each other in ways that we're not going to be used to. This isn't to scare anybody. Please don't take this as 
a warning. I'm just saying that I, I'm waking up dreaming differently about different situations, and I think it's symbolic. Um, and, and for me, that's kind of my DNA about some of the dreams I have. But the fact Def Stephanie's affiliated with the, the group, the Prophetic Roundtable, and with Georgia and some of the other spiritual CIA, I just think for us to, to go out into the kingdom, we have to be prepared, and some of that is part of that process he's going to prepare us with. So just be encouraged. We may be looking at different ways for transportation. I'll, I'll be honest, though. I'm not about a battery car. I want my gas car. I like my ga I like my Ford Explorer. I do. Um, I just think that anytime you get limited, um, I think you just ju just be encouraged. You ask the Lord what you're supposed to get. Don't let how do I want to say this, Stephanie? I'm just going to say what's on my heart. Don't let anybody tell you what you should buy. I think that's a choice. We have a choice. We have a choice about the things. And I'm, I am. I'm, I'm about having my gas vehicle. My car is going to be paid off next year. And um, I think those charging stations, <laughs> the charging stations are strategically located. And you only can go so far until you have to charge your vehicle. And I don't think that's an accident. So I'll just leave it at that. So. Just know the transportation things. Just just pay attention. And that's not to say don't look at the news and read this or don't do this. I don't. It's not about a set, a set of rules, do's and don'ts. But I think God shows us things to prepare for reason to. Um, but like like here about applying applying what he what he shows you. But ultimately, the last thing about love, how we are to develop that Christian love, which is learn to unselfishly seek the best for others, and to do things for their benefit. And Alan, thank you for helping Lyra. So that is just so, that's that's what that's about with that. Because I said in the group text, I'm just not comfortable late at night driving far away and it's dark. I'm just not as comfortable as I used to be. It's one thing if it's local, but it's um, it's different. And you're going to the airport and it's it's just different for me. I just know what my limits are and and I'm okay with that. I can go along for a ride, but the driving part, it kind of, I'm okay. Unless I had those night vision goggles. I think those are cool. Honestly, I'm saying I want those night vision goggle things. I do too. People might wonder <laughs> what we're up to, but hey. So I want to, I, ju I just think, when we talked about the resting part, hey, um, I saw this this picture, and we were talking about resting, and this is all part of the process God takes us through, resting in God's provision. The Lord wants us to rest in his provision, his supply, not to be stressed, frustrated, worried. We are called to rest. And I know with the holidays, sometimes that can be difficult. And I want to encourage you all for 2023, rest in God's provision. As we receive and re-return, we will give out to those we are called to. In this process, we will move forward in 2023. And I want to encourage you, take time during the holiday to reflect on what it means to rest in God's provision. Journal, write a song, write a poem, talk to the Lord, cry out to him if need be. Let him know how much you love him and that he is your provider. For he is a provider of those who diligently seek him. Yeah, so I want to, this last, um, I love this picture from James Nesbitt. Stephanie, I know you shared this, I think, with your 
this was 5783, and the, the camels on the right, I think a supply. I mean, again, this goes back to the beginning of 2023 about it's to be supplied. We're going to be supplied. We're going to be ministered to. We're going to be assisted. And those camels, you know, reflect that to me. I, I just, it, it, it's so prophetic when you see that. They're bringing the supply. Um, that, is what's, that is what's happening in 2023. Um, I know I, 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 in closing, I want to say that just to be encouraged in 2023, but take time to rest. I know sometimes people do the, you know, New Year's resolutions and everything, but I want to encourage you, you know, sit down with the Lord and ask him, what, what is it about 2023, Lord? What do you want me to do? What is it you want me to focus on? And you, you may have already done this, and, and this isn't about a legalistic thing to do, but I just want to encourage you but to rest too. And it's not about the this gift or running here and go to this party, go to this, go to that, but just rest during the holidays. I just think, and I actually was in my meeting this past week, I asked uh, the group I was leading in this meeting what, what fun thing they were going to do the holidays, and a lot of stuff had to do with resting. And I feel like that's a prophetic sign. That's what God wants us to. And uh, just be encouraged. Um, so, so Stephanie, for the activation, one of the things I wanted to do, and I, and I honestly wasn't sure if you are going to be here because the Lord said you might not be. I didn't know what was going on, so I didn't even say anything to you. So one of the things I'd like to do is to pray for people to receive the Lord's supply, what he has in store for them in 2023 and beyond. Thank you for listening today. Take a moment and ask Holy Spirit what he wants you to do with what you've learned. And remember, with God, all things are possible. So keep dreaming. Keep praying and simply obey because God is good and he has good plans for you. You can subscribe to our blogs, learn about our speakers, and even hear from one of our team members how you can take part in transforming a city, your city with Christ. There's no time like the present. Visit ShekinahOnline.com. If this doesn't excite you, watch for our new and God-inspired product line, a newly released book by Stephanie Butler, more testimonies from our listeners like you, working to bring unity in cities across the world. If you feel led to support our podcast, you may do so on our Shekinah.com website. Or if you would like to support us monthly, there is a link labeled Listener Support on every podcast. Until next time, we thank you, we love you, have a blessed day.